Hello, hello. Welcome to the Hammer Bros Canadian Artist Podcast with your hosts, Justin Lehman and uh, Nikki T. Nikki T over here. NT squared. How you doing today, buddy? I'm good. We're the Hammer Bros. Did you say that? I did. I said we're the Hammer Bros. Oh, shit. I'm very tired. (laughs) (laughs) You've had a couple of long days, have you? Yeah, yeah, man. I was working on the garden today, you know. Oh, for the mama? Mama T? Mama T's birthday today. So happy birthday, Mama Thorsburn. Happy birthday, Mama T. How uh, how young is she turning? I don't know. I don't keep track of that. Oh, that's amazing. Hopefully yeah. she doesn't hear this, eh? No, she's fine. I didn't even know it was her birthday today because I don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't really uh, fixate on uh, birthday or times, you know? I'm, I'm uh, non-linear. I like that. That's a, that's a good way <laughs> to live. I guess. Some people g- don't. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who cares? Every day is her birthday. Then she was like, it's so nice. So uh, it's good. Oh, uh, nice. You, you covered it. You like you pulled the wit aside, and then you made yourself go through. I like it. Yeah, but you know uh, what I did? Because we were going to record earlier this week, but we I didn't really to. want to because I was working on a synth. There's there's a... Oh. Yeah, buddy. So what I'm looking at to me looks like a broken... Bike tire. I can tweet it. I can here watch. I'll put it. It looks like a what? It looks like like spokes on a broken bike tire currently with the with the rubber around it. I don't know what that thing around it is. That would be a magnifying glass that's around. Oh, it. <laughs> it makes it look like a really bunk tire, or it doesn't. But I just that's the first thing I saw. Jeez, Louise, a tire. That's the first thing I saw, like with really broken spokes. Like really broken, like they're not <laughs> even lined up. Yeah, it looks really okay. Right. Well, cool. So, what kind of synth is that? Uh, that is an LFO, actually. Oh, and cool. the circuit board, uh, the PCB is designed by the guy that designed the guitar. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow, making Here. it possible for piano players everywhere to stand up and yeah, copy their guitar players. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out right now. Tweeting this out on the Twitter that's at uh, Canadian Artist Podcast. I think it might be shorter for us here. One second. Oh. Posting a photo so everyone knows. Tweet. Beauty. Sending tweet. Okay. Here, I'll It's really exciting listening to Nikki's technology. At Can Art Podcast. Can Art Can Podcast. Art. We'll Can include art. that um, at the end of here as well, just for everyone to. To make oh, sure. I'm also on here, and I just noticed the Alto Belays. Remember we talked about them in our last podcast? Yep. <laughs> They're on Spotify now. Oh. <laughs> Good call, boys. We got. I got you on the... Uh, I got them actually on the hashtag Hamont playlist. They're, yeah. They're leading off the top right now with our favorite track, Uncle yeah, Furious. Yeah, Uncle Furious, man. The Hammer Bros pick. Um, yeah, I really like that album. I've been listening to a bunch since then. I've, I've had a couple people like come up to me after since we released that podcast too and just been like, oh, I like I checked out the album too and I was like really dug it. So yeah, people, it's nice to know that people are digging it. Good people job that guys. like uh, the Chili Peppers are, are really digging it. Uh, yes. Out of my out of my group of friends. Yes, totally. Yeah, same same on my on my side. Here, you want to hear the thing I built too? Here, I got it for you. We got a little preview. Yeah. Wow, that's, <laughs> that's actually so cool, unreal. Oh, it's cool that you can just make that and play because I have no ability in elect like with electronics at all. Uh, so like to to see you just be able to kind of craft that is so. Cool. It was pretty fun, yeah. Man. That's sick. It that's was awesome. We should try it and like toss it in something. It'd be sick. That for sure. Yeah, that's just that's some fart that, base. That, is, that is three modules though. To be honest, that's not the LFO by itself. Oh, okay. The LFO is controlling a filter, and. Going into okay. the filter is my, uh, I think it was a triangle wave. Just okay. going into it. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, man. That's sick. And that, yeah, it sounds like, well, I'll play it again. Look, it's like, what is it? Uh, who's that? Rez. It's kind of like Rez. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Nick's loving this sound. <laughs> and Nick says he doesn't like dubstep. Yeah, that sounds very similar to dubstep. It does Nick. sound very similar to dubstep. <laughs> um, so I was uh, looking into the uh, into the news portion of everything okay. recently, and there's yeah. been a lot of stuff going on actually in Canada. Really? Yeah. Um, some just rearing back on some new stuff. I gotta I gotta catch you up to speed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and everybody out there, uh, we'll start with the more shinfoey news first. Um, July 31st, Drake's dad released his first single. What? Yeah. No. Yeah, his dad called, is great. It's called Kind of Crazy. Mm-hmm. And um, it was released back in 2013. And it's just a video now of him just like swagging out with like a, like there's like a younger like blonde in the, in the video. Is he, is he like a musician? Yeah, he sings. He sings on no the track. Way. Yeah, man. Everyone go check it out again. It's, uh, it's called Kind of Crazy. Um, By. Um, oh, here, hold on. Let me. Uh, it's something Graham, obviously, because you know Drake's name is uh, yeah, Drake's. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna look it up quick here. He released Dennis Graham. Check oh, it out. Okay. So yeah, Dennis Graham, um, kind of crazy. It's huh. pretty. It's actually pretty good, but it's like it's crazy to see that it's. But it's from 2013. The song's from 2013, but the video was just released. Very now. cool. It's like getting a reinvigoration now or whatever. Um, but yeah, so he released that. Um, just shortly before that, uh, the 24th, uh, Justin Bieber canceled the rest of his tour dates. I don't know if you heard about that. No. Uh, he had, like, I think 18 dates left um, for his Purpose World Tour. Did he say why? or? Um, no, they didn't, they didn't disclose the reasons why, but he Is was he okay? on. Uh, well, and that's a lot of people yeah. have been kind of asking. So prior to that, he was on tour for 18 months. Oh, yeah. All around the world. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, exactly. Like, it's so much, right? And um, so he canceled the remaining ones. Two of those were the Canadian, the Toronto dates, mm. um, which would have been at the Rogers Center. And those okay. looked like they were both sold out already, too. Um, so, yeah, it's unfortunate again. But I was, I was looking up, and his concert, out, out of 18 months of touring, so far, has made $198 million. Holy cow. That's total revenue of all the shows. $190 million. <laughs> have you heard, like, how, how is his live show? His live show is great. He has, he, has the, he, he has probably something toned down to what Justin Timberlake has. Oh. You know Justin Timberlake's band's amazing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Justin Bieber probably has something similar, but his music isn't as, he doesn't need as much. I didn't know if it was, like, just him. and He does some dancing on stuff. Sim- that's what I was saying. It's like a toned down Justin Timberlake kind of. Super toned. Like, does he have like a band, a real band? He has a band, but again, are not they, like not like a full. Are they playing big though? Because I know some of these pop musicians will have a band with them. They'll be playing, but it's not what's coming through the PA system. Through the that PA I'm system, not sure. So. Of. I've okay. never seen Justin Bieber. We'll okay. have to. If anybody has seen Justin Bieber, tweet it. Yeah, and tweet let, at and let us. us yeah. Let us know. But 198 million in revenue, man. And but like you said, if like I hope again, like you know, 18 months of touring, that's a lot on anyone. Like yeah, I said. hope he's okay. I know. I know people hate, love to hate on anyone really but uh, i hope he's doing okay because you know we don't want uh, another chester yes yeah we'll, we'll talk about that in a second That's really sad. <sighs> yeah um he got a lot of support from the likes of john mayer passion pit vic mensa john mayer basically talked he talked about chester as well he kind of said you know we don't want to see another that we don't want to see that well, we just again. we it's had chris cornell now chester and then a month later chester yeah. and um they're basically saying it's a good time to be talking about you know burnout from touring and like mental health awareness of doing that uh, oh for musicians oh that's interesting yeah. you know because okay. it's it's not something like a lot of people will be like oh it's like what you do and like oh you're a touring musician you should tour and like suck it up if you have to go on stage and like if you feel anxious or whatever it's not really people don't 
they kind of think it takes a toll. It takes a toll on people. It's hard, right? And there's so much critique, especially online after you play, of like haters and stuff, right? Mm, um, gotcha. But I just I found it interesting that there was a lot of support. And then on the other side of that, there were people who were just like, I think that you know he should hold true to his commitments. You know, it's not really fair to cancel the tour at that point. So there was actually things on both sides. We're talking about did. Justin Bieber or Chester? Justin Bieber. Okay. Um, which I did find interesting that it wasn't just people being supportive. There were people being like, you know, maybe yeah, but a lot finish. of people. Justin Bieber, right? He's one of the most well known, I would say, for people who love hate, yeah. right? Like, yeah, there's from such a monkeys divi- to <laughs> yeah, there's such like a divide, like a, a middle area there, and yeah. So I just hope he's okay. That's all that really matters. Yeah, and I, I'm the same. I, I think you know it would be he. He's such a he's done such a great um, turnaround from even how his music was before. Like I wasn't a Justin Bieber fan really. Before he can his most he can play music. and sing. I will give him that when he was, and then he got into the poppy phase, and then he got grabbed by Usher. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he is talented. He can't. Yeah, not he's say extremely that. talented. And again, it's good to see. It, I am glad that they. You know, if he is having problems, he's taking the time because you know it would be hard with all the pressure from outside source to be like, just do it. We need the money. Yeah, for management for sure. I'm shocked that management uh, would allow him to because they're pretty controlling. Do you know if his uh, like his whole touring company, I'm assuming it's based out of the U.S. rather than based out of Canada. Probably. I didn't look too far into okay. that side of things. But I did see that uh, there was, um, everyone was basically scrambling that was in his management company. Um, obviously, right? Because you have people who are, supp- like Vic Mensa was supposed to support him on that whole tour. Mm. So he's now doesn't have those dates covered. So there's like, I feel like there's a lot of stuff to cover out of that. So... I don't know. We'll see how he does. Again, I hope he uh, hope wishing him the best, and uh, you know, hope to see another Canadian artist come back. Well, he has he just gone cold, or has he just stopped touring? I think he stopped touring. I don't think he's like working on music right now. But is he like? Do people see him? Is he? I don't think he's in the public eye much right now. Especially like I feel like he would get a lot of scrutiny if he was after cancering all this stuff too, right? Um, Because it's a lot of money, probably. It's like 18 days, I think, or like 12 days or something like that. All big stadium tour dates. All worth like a few mil. Crazy, right? But anyways, uh, moving on. Did you hear, I know your favorite, uh, did you hear about OVO Fest, about Drake? No. Um, You didn't didn't see the pictures? No. He brought up a replica CN Tower to to the Budweiser stage, which is horribly renamed from the uh, Molson Amphitheater. Oh, okay. Yeah, which I wish... Um, but yeah, he brought out a replica CN Tower. And what did he sit on it? And sing? no, he like it's like, dude, it was it was huge. Oh, it was massive. It was like six meters or something, or like eight <laughs> meters. And he, you know how in views he sits on Th- it. That's what I'm saying. He did he did sit that. on it? He, he did. Okay, it. That's yeah, sick. in that same spot. And it was pretty crazy. Like I saw some Instagram videos or whatever. Uh, it was on the seventh uh, Monday. Um, Who were the guests uh, um, this time? Yeah, so he had lots of. So um, just before that, he the CN Tower. I watched like a mini documentary on after. Um, he asked them to do it just after Canada Day. Really, three weeks before, no one would accept the deal except for one American company, and um, they basically had to actually source the original CN Tower plans. What? To make the replica. And it was like to scale? You haven't seen it yet? No. Oh, dude. I, I thought it was just like if, a... If you guys haven't seen it, make sure you check uh, Drake's CN Tower replica uh, at the show. It's crazy. Well, there's like one... Th- okay, check so was out. he bringing it on tour with him then? Look. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that dude. It was ma- It's massive. 
That is a sick stage idea. I will give him. Is he touring with that? Dude, look. This, look, watch this intro. Watch this shit. This is how he started his show. He was on top of it. Isn't that crazy? Like he's did, on the CN Tower. Did he tour with it? No. So, it, so basically, I watched when I watched the um, the documentary. They were saying that it's it's just so expensive. Where's and the doc? Where's the documentary? It's thing? just on. Uh, you can watch it on Noisy. They okay. do a little thing. It's just like a Facebook thing. Uh, but it was really interesting, and I just I wanted to bring it up just because it was that is freaking awesome. Yeah. I I to be honest, if I was part of his management, I'd be like, you need to bring that on tour with you, and that's that should, the plan. That should be his touring stage. Like, put that in the center, and you can walk around it. So cool, a for Canadians, yeah, and b yeah, just a cool stage idea. Like that's so inventive. That is that is awesome. Yeah, man. Drake's <laughs> always on point with that man. It was when that I saw is- it come up on Instagram, I was like, oh, and people, a bunch of people were like, oh. It's like kind of a waste of money for one show, and I was just like, even if you only use that for one show, no, they're sick. they're gonna use it more. And it, even if it doesn't, though, that like is stat like with your fan base and everyone who went to OVO, like that is like the most memorable. The, like every so every awesome. OVO every OVO fest has like some huge memorable thing. So for that point, yeah, it's it's his hometown. It's a thing he does all the time here. Yeah. Like. Do what you want, man. And like, who ca- honestly? Maybe he didn't make money off this show, but who cares? Maybe no, he he's doing it for fun. He's hard. doing it for the city. Yeah, who he cares? loves. He built a freaking replica of like of like the biggest of, tower in the world. Like, like literally, is it is it still the biggest tower in the world? I think it is. The, no, it's Free not standing? second. It's second. Dubai? Second. Dubai is the first. I yeah, knew the Dubai. One. Um. So okay. So for so anyways, what it was before before you continue though, just to let people know, when you were saying it was a replica, I thought it was like a tiny little tower thing that he could sit on so oh, so not that more like, like a could, mean like it thing could, yeah like it could fit in here and he sat on it as a joke this what the video that you just showed me was like literally the same size as the the, the little the, the, yeah the top part of the cn tower it wasn't the full cn tower it's almost it was just, a scale yeah it was just a top part and on the cn tower if you've gone up there there is a little walk around up there and he is rapping on that so when it showed on the monitors, it actually you would have thought that he was actually on the CN Tower rapping. Very cool. Yeah, super cool, cool, right? And Very so cool. yeah, so that's just like the the stage itself. So for people he brought out, he brought out Nelly. He did like a cameo for like Hot in Here and Country Grammar and stuff, which mm-hmm. is like right now in our very nostalgic throwbacky generation yep. huge yep. right um migos <laughs> yeah me which I'll, is just ridiculous cuz they're they're definitely the hottest thing right now i was right. just i was uh talking to my friend she's in california and i said man migos are on like every track right now well quavo or at least one of them is on any 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 song that's on the radio has one of them Spotify in Spotify playlist top 10 there's like 6 and they reference the and they reference bad and bougie or whatever that is and they always go <laughs> like every every song you hear drop top like yeah, drop top. <laughs> it's like okay, well, clearly this is someone it's, from the Migos, right? Exactly, but it's killer. Like it's one of those things where, like you know, when people kind of hate on pop music, they're like, oh, it's so like easy to recognize and blah blah. It's so it's like, yeah, I don't know, man. For me, they like I give them card. tons of props. They got a like calling card. How many musicians and artists do you know who they're like, oh, that's them? Just by that's a, un- just, just by, by a, a yeah. Like that's unreal. Like to me, like that is like. The branding and the other side of that is just on point, but yeah. So they brought out Migos, and then the weekend did a song with him. He did they, he did the hills, and then something yeah. else. And to me, that's like the pinnacle. Yeah, but the way he, him and the weekend right? are like that's the, yeah, <laughs> it's, the, it's the Toronto like they're yeah. the Toronto heavyweights. Yeah, right. And so it was cool to see them end with that, and then Drake did his ending or whatever. There was no uh, post Malone. No, 
Okay, I would have thought. No, congratulating been, yeah. Drake. It was not happening. That would have been funny. That like he came really out to funny. like congrat. <laughs> and then congratulations. Yeah. Um, he promised a new album. Drake did. Yes. Nice. So we can all, well, however many people are Drake fans off this podcast. I know there's a bunch of, I know there's a bunch of haters out there. But regardless, yeah, he's got a new record. I did. Coming. I did not like Drake. The Views album though. Friggin' loved it. I know tons of people hated it, but I like that really just... It was nice. Melodic-y, chill, long... And it had... Uh, it was done in a way where it was like a concept album, the months yeah. of Toronto or whatever, like the seasons. Yeah. I thought that was super A lot cool. of people hated on that album, though, but I like it. Because it wasn't... It a second try. The, the second album try. before... So I'll, I'll lay in on that for two secs before we switch over. Yeah. The reason I think that is because I liked... If you're reading it now, it's too late. I love that record because it was just a mixtape. Every... It was, a, it was just every song was like a band. Mm-hmm. It was a Bell 808 banger yeah. every time. And like I, I went to a festival that year and when it came out, and I remember hearing one of the tunes in the tent. Okay. And the kick was like nothing I'd heard in my boom, life. That 808 was, boom. And, and you know how they mix Drake tracks with nothing else interfering with the top end? Yeah. So it had that clarity where you could hear the vocals outside the tent and the nice. 808. And I never heard anything sound like that. And I was like, this is sick. I liked Views. It was more melodic and more like songwriting, but the other one was more of a mixtape. So I feel like people who really liked that expected another that and then Mm. probably were let down by how little actual rap was on that record. Yes. There was like five, six songs. So I love that. But I could see why people might okay. might not. Really Did he allude to what this next album? Well, will... have you listened to More Life, his most recent EP as right right now? He releases a shit ton of music. It's yeah, crazy. that's what I mean. Like he's, it's hard, so, to keep... he's hard to keep track of. Well, what's the one right now? Where it has it's... the boo doo 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 doo. No, the, the one that I like right now is like do 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 do. Like he's in a club, like the starting Listen. of it. He's like yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, that one's awesome. That's passion fruit. Yeah, passion fruit. Yes. Yeah, that one's sick. I did that too. So yeah, he released that, and that has that's just dancehall or hip hop. So I like that one more than Views, but Views is a better album. Yeah, like I've listened to Port that that one more, but yeah. So that's that's interesting. That's a little bit why of that. But okay, so we got a few minutes more here for industry. I'm gonna wrap it up quick. I got a couple more points actually. SoundCloud CEO steps down. Oh, so SoundCloud got some new investors and some new management. So SoundCloud's come back. It went away. Uh, well, I don't know if you know if you knew, but they were in bank- bankruptcy. They were talking about only having enough money for one quarter. Really? Yeah. SoundCloud was on the way out. So this, they basically had just some- to let everyone know, our podcast goes through SoundCloud then to to iTunes. Yeah. So yeah, I know, and that's why I was keeping track of it. So they have a new CEO come in. They have a bunch of new money come in, and they had a CEO step down. Uh, what company invested in them? Um, Rain Group and Temasek. Okay. So those are the two investing groups that came in. So they they basically to me it's just like they're like, if we're gonna invest, we're putting in our people, mm-hmm. and that's how it's gonna go. Yeah. Uh, he did something else before that. Um, so that's the SoundCloud si- stitch. Um, Warner Music just um, posted their best quarter in 14 years. Really? Yeah. So everybody talking about it being done and like record sales being off is it's a major label. Warner's one of the biggest, but to have their biggest quarter in 14 years is, is a huge accomplishment. Warner is also choosing, they choose their uh, musicians very well. Yes. They're a careful choice, but still to, to their, their shop to buy their music is a, is a pain to buy their actual physical uh, CDs and whatnot. It's very confusing, but all the artists they have are like great, great, great stuff. And I think what the big thing is and where they gained most was digital and streaming. So revenue grew 
13.1% for them, which is massive, okay. um, to $917 million, in part due to digital, which rose 30.2% from last year to 496 mil and digital in which like platform digital like itunes, rev- streaming, uh, itunes streaming everything okay. all those combined yeah so that's okay. like the full 30 percent, man 30.2 percent from last year is that crazy it's it's good to hear because so many people as you said they were like oh it's you know it's the end of the times honestly thought it was i was like okay it, you're gonna have to make your money from doing concerts now so yeah. hopefully this will translate into warner uh, allowing their artists to have cheaper prices for tickets for concerts. That yes. would be nice. Oh, that is something else we could get to. But we won't get into that now because okay, that's yeah. that's a whole conversation on its own. Um, switching off of Warner, um, we got to... You got can't... No good transitions. You know, the only good transition... <laughs> hold up, I'm loading it. To today's artist, which I gave a little sample of, but here it is again. This is going to be fun. Me and Nick haven't talked about this record yet, and I'm really excited to see what he thinks. Um, okay, so the record we're doing today with Nick's I got beautiful it. transition. I got it. Hold right, up, I got it written it down. Do the artist is Rez. Kind of spelt like Pez, but with an R. Capital R-E-Z-Z or Z-Z if you are in America. America. Um, do you have? I have some just like personal info if you wanna. Well, I do. T- I let's see if you can up me. I said <laughs> the album is Mass Manipulation. It is 2017. Uh, you can check it out on SoundCloud, which apparently was almost bankrupt, but they're okay. This artist was born in the Ukraine, and they are from. Yeah, that's right. You should, uh, Justin's shaking his head, being like uh, bowing to me right now. Oh, get up, <laughs> get up, please, please. <laughs> and they're from Niagara Falls, Ontario which is uh, where I'm from. And I have a feeling <laughs> that I was probably at some raves with this person. Well, it was funny because she's been DJing since 16. Okay, so yeah. I've definitely, have. I've definitely... <laughs> she, took a, she took a super long break to produce and learn. I saw her a bunch when I was putting stuff on Toronto Producer Group, mm-hmm. um, which is still active. And if anyone's out there producing head there, there's tons of helpful info, tons of people willing to help you out. She posted And if you want to go where real musicians go, go to muffwiggler.com. Boom. There you go. There's the alternate. <laughs> Um, she, uh, she posted on there a bunch. Her music was terrible at the beginning. I'll be quite honest. It wasn't <laughs> terrible, but like her beats, the production was just nowhere like near what it was. And then to see her product progression, like now, like I'm like, I won't even wince like comparing my beats to mm. her stuff. Cause they're so, she's come such a far away. Um, she solidified after going to see dead mouse at hard fest, which is really funny. That's when she wanted to start doing it. Met Sonny Moore at Full Flex, was introduced by her manager. Okay. Very nice introduction, I'm sure. He loved her stuff. That pushed her along a lot. He brought her on Ausla stuff. Ausla Skrillex's label, and he helped her do a couple EPs. Uh, then Flux Pavilion Excision contacted her to do the dubstep shit. Matt Zoe reached out for the more cinematic stuff she was doing. So she got basically swept up by all the main players right away. And uh, one quote I got from her, which I loved, was... Someone asked her what her plan B was, and she said, what are you going to do if it doesn't work out? And she said, the sort of mindset is literally contaminating. What they don't understand is that if you have a plan B, you're obviously not fully focused on plan yeah, A. Yeah, I agree. And I thought it was just a nice little nice little ditty. So, um, first track. Relax. Wait, what, what album? Uh, what... Uh so this is from uh, Skrillex's lo- No, this is a Dead Mouse release. This is a Mousetrap. Oh, so she's signed to Mousetrap yeah. now then. This is oh, Dead okay. Mouse's uh, little... Gotcha. He's been supporting her for a while, so it's nice to see him continue. Um, so yeah, the first track was Relax. What do you think of this? 
there was a good intro song. I'll I will I will say that. Um, you know, little typical with having your classic relax, breathe in. You know, everyone does that, but whatever. I get it. That's cool. That's cool. Um, it was fine. You like, I got over that. You know the. I guess the hipsterness in me going like, oh, it's been done before. <laughs> Once I got past that, then I was like, it was good. But then when it was when the vocal uh, cue or the vocal sample came in the second time, did not like that. It should have just been at the beginning, and then it should have gone. The vocal, like if I were to do this album, I would have done that vocal part as its own track number one, and then track number two kick in with the the hard wobbles that she does yeah i i said the same thing i saw it like i thought it was very reminiscent of, reminiscent of borgor's guided relaxation he does something very similar okay. like, Relax. but his okay. is like a really harsh intro yeah um i liked the bit crush bassy tone i was a big fan of that i thought it was pretty cool i also um, said i loved uh the bass wobble the bass synth uh, that was in this, it was very clean and British. Yes. Like a British type of uh, dubstep. Like a grime uh, bass almost. Yeah, yeah. I really I really enjoyed that, um, which is very hard to achieve for Wobbles um, to get it clean, you know, that uh, without having noise in between. Yes, to, to have it like almost gated so it's like yes. perfect like that. Yeah. Um, I really like the Matrix tone ending. I thought it sounded exactly oh, like okay. something out of the Matrix. Like I thought, I, like when the song ended, I was like, "I'm entering the Matrix." Okay. Like I felt like the mass manipulation. Like I felt the vibe on that last tone. I was like, "Okay, so now we're headed into the, to what it is." Uh, so what do you think of the second one, Diluted Brains? Diluted Brains. Uh, the production on this was super clean, super crisp. It was like so tight, almost too clean. But no, it was good. I, I like the. <laughs> The, the reverb Should on have it. seen the motion he just did. The, the <laughs> reverb on everything, on all the uh, instruments, was very well used. Um, nice. It was like there's tons of reverb going on in this, and it was a lot of the time people will just put everything into one reverb module, um, and it uh, sounded like she had two different reverbs, one uh, not two, but multiple uh, reverbs for each sound, panning, doing a whole bunch of stuff, and she played off uh, the reverb, which is which is really cool. Nice. Use the reverb to create a beat. At least I found that's what I think. That may not have been what she, no, she for did. Sure. I heard that. Um, uh, do you want to go? Uh, yeah, I've been listening to Rez for a while. Like I've been into her since she started getting better on that group. Mm-hmm. Um, this to me is like a very typical Rez sound. Like this is like uh, what oh, she okay. sounds like, um, which is it's her first full like her first full length record or mm-hmm. whatever. So I think it's perfect to have her sound right away. Her sound would be the haunting melodies. You know how they're very ghostly and 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 very yeah. I the the first word I think of is haunting, um, and then doomy pads. Like they're very. It's like it's like harbinger. Like, Every, everything you? everything was like it was detuned. Yeah, and I wrote brewing dark vibes. Like, the, it always had this sense of, like, darkness surrounding it. And super minimalistic. Yeah, that's, really that's a minimal. clean production. That's what I like. I like breath in my songs. I like to have noise and then nothing. Yeah. Noise she, and yeah. then nothing. It's which... dynamic. It's really dynamic. I love the techno. I heard a bunch of techno in her stuff that I really liked, like, psy trancey stuff, where I was like, ooh, like, that's kind of cool. 
Um, and I love the plucky low end arps. You don't hear a lot of people. Ooh, do this, stuff is like gonna, that. this is going to lead lead in so well to what I'm saying. My second part of my evaluation of this track. Okay, what's your second? Part? Plucky synth needs to go <laughs> in, in bold. I could not stand it. It was driving me insane. <laughs> I don't know what it was. The beep, I don't even remember it because I was. Is it just, the low end arp though? I liked the low end because nobody high. does that. There was a high. I didn't, I didn't like the high. There either. was a high plucky synth, and I was like, if it was gone, this would be great. Then the second <laughs> thing I said, which I said, this isn't good if this is her sound. You could have played this track for me, and I would have said it was a dead mouse track. Oh. Yeah, you're gonna. I feel like you're gonna feel some fanboy, not fa- fangirly. Uh, stuff from from some of this, yeah. So that's so I. Th- to be honest, I thought "Relax" was what her sound is, and this diluted brains sounded very much like Dead Mouse took her under his wing, and he helped with the production of this track. It I sounds feel. like it, but it still has her. It does not sound like a Dead Mouse melody. Ever. I, to be honest, if you play this for me without knowing the artist, if you played maybe it, like if old, you did if dark you, Dead Mouse. Yeah, it's, it's dead. too dark. Though. No, no, it's it's dead mouse, man. If you blindfolded someone and played this for them, they would think it's it's dead mouse. They would not go like the first song. Okay, it's a it was a little different. Uh, you'd go, okay, this is some who is this? The second one though, this diluted brains, I would say for sure. I would not be shocked if dead mouse had some sort of touch on here on this track. Interesting. Okay, fair enough. Um, how about number three? Premonition. Uh, feet Nodis? Is that what it is? Notice? Notice? Ah, notice. That's what the name is. Oh, okay. I was like, what? Yeah. Um, I was not, I'm not going to lie, when it started out, I was just like, mm, mm, mm. You know, like when you take a sip of something, I was like, mm, mm, no way. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but once the beat started to like progress and get into it then i was like yes i'm ready to go on a car chase man yeah dude i wrote okay so the beginning makes sense that you and like i wrote metal-esque vibes and you're not a metal person so i feel like that well, no would, i like i was in something... a metal band man bishops of warsaw no joke you can't get any more metal than that like it's pretty metal name um <laughs> okay fair enough i thought it hit a lot it hit hard way faster it was in right away <laughs> but I just said I wasn't a fan of the intro until the beat got hard. But that's funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> I guess I liked the intro. Um, again, super haunting. Like, just the melodies make me feel like my like skin's like. Yeah, like, you it's know, so dark and brewing. Um, I like the sequence sounding bass. I liked that. That had like that sequency sound. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're not going to. Um, <laughs> I also thought it was like Matrix fight music. That's what I Man, wrote. You freaking Matrix is fight every, music. Every, all is, I could think of was the Matrix. Matrix. <laughs> I don't know why. When I was listening to this, all did you just did you in. just watch I the haven't. I, I'm not even close to the Matrix at all. Um, but I th- and I also thought it'd be great melody or scene for movies or television. Oh, like, it was definitely. It was like uh, I don't know if you've played the game. Uh, what is it? Uh, something Miami. Uh, Grand Theft Auto. N- no, no. The in the game, the game's Miami something, and you're like a. It's like a eight bit game. Oh, I have no idea. Hotel Miami or something like that. People will possibly. Know. Uh, but anyways, it sounded like a video game soundtrack, like that. Yes, totally. I think I was playing video games to that, and it was like it was very video video gamey. That was pretty cool. 
I found myself, though, as you're saying with, like, the, the eeriness, I found myself jumping through, like, past parts of the song. Uh, you just weren't into the melodies? Yeah, and it wasn't even a deliberate thing. Like, I had it, I was playing it, and I was, you know, taking it all in. I wasn't doing anything. I was just focusing on this track. And I just intu- intuitively uh, found myself going uh, forward in the track. And I also found that it sounded like old Skrillex stuff. Yes, which I would totally agree with. Yeah, it definitely. She definitely has a Dead Mouse meets Skrillex vibe. Um, okay, so we're gonna blast you these last few. Uh, drugs. We're we're do, we're doing good. This we're is my good. this is like my banger of the album. This is what I would DJ. Hotline Mani- Miami. I feel like Hotline is the name Miami. of the game. By okay. the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, drugs is the one I would play out if I was DJing. This one would be sick. I would love to play Feet live. 13. There's another person on this track, 13. Yes. Um, right. What I wrote for this was it had classic sounds, and as of this part, listening to the album, it was my favorite track so far. Yeah. So I love is, the Weeble Wobble intro tone. Weeble yeah. Wobble, Weeble Wobble, uh, Weeble thing. I would suggest this. It's called Drugs, um, all caps, exclamation mark. Uh, for anyone listening to this podcast, this should... This would be a good song to listen to of this album. Yeah, if you don't have time to listen to the whole, listen to the whole album, listen to this one, and then check other ones. Um, you're gonna like this too. I wrote classic res again because it just those melodies when it has that really minor detuned. Lead oh, okay, sound, this is yeah. It's a very very res thing to do. Okay, which is awesome, and I like it because nobody else. That really yeah, does that. that's what I was gonna say. So this drug song was de- definitely different than the diluted brains you were talking about, which yes. had the res sound. So yeah, if if I think it's I think I'm more saying ju- before the drops. It's all uh, I'm talking about more just the melody. The, the clearly this this is the first album, right? So there is a sound trying to be found. Yes, I would say go down this line of the the drug. <laughs> go down the line of go drugs. Down. Do drugs, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> go down the line of drugs, please. Uh, Check yeah. five. Uh, well, hold on, hold on. I got one oh. one or two more lines on that. Uh, Lincoln Park melodies. <laughs> oh okay. I heard total Lincoln Park. Uh, this is a straight. Dubstep track, very reminiscent, in my opinion, of Raise Your Weapon. Okay. Like, I totally thought, like, I listened to that after this, and I was like, oh, my gosh, it sounds like the same time frame. It's crazy. It's like five years later. Um, and then, yeah, sorry, that was all I wanted to add. So, number okay. five. Number five is Livid. Uh, to I me... like the hip-hop sample, man, at the beginning. What was the hip-hop sample? Um, it had, like, a... Like a oh, just lo-fi thing. drums? Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. I had like a, there was like a sample in the back. Like I can't remember exactly what it was. I'll okay. Pick it up for you. Uh, what I said was it feels like the rest of the songs in this genre. And I don't know if this is a real word, so please don't hate on me, but I felt that it was sonically clustered. I found that the free, the frequencies in this song, for some weird reason, all the other songs had very crisp production. This was like... <laughs> In my ear, the constant sound like there's a constant no, just noise. Oh, <laughs> yeah, strange. It might be my speakers. No, I, I I feel that. Well, I thought uh, it was. I wrote techno trap beat with a question mark. It had, I like, wouldn't trap say trap. Elements. But, yeah. It had all the the hi hats and okay. like shit. Um, again, sequence bass. I just find it so interesting that there's always art bases underneath. Again, no EDM people tend to do that. Because it, it doesn't provide space in your drop, which I just find weird that she can achieve like all that push with. Um, I would say it is, com- but we listen to different stuff, so. Yeah, like I listen to a lot. I listen to stuff that's, to me, in more in her vein. Like I listen to more oh, bass music, okay. I would See, say, than This is do. common in uh, whatever they call it now. This is? Mus- music made with machines. <laughs> <laughs> um, Number six, Green Gusher. 
Uh, oh yeah, this one was your favorite, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I said this. So after this, first it was drugs, and then now listening to six, I would say Green Gusher is definitely my favorite off the whole album. Uh, the thing that really got me on this was it was like it's either a synth or it's a sample, but it sounds like a vinyl being scratched, but it's mixed with an LFO, so it creates this really weird noise, and yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love that too. I, I wrote that too. I said uh, also straight ghostly. I was I also wrote like sounds haunting, like a Halloween haunting. track. Yeah. Like I would play this on Halloween. Um, uh, <laughs> that's pretty funny actually. I wrote the scratching is to be desired personally. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're totally opposite. Um, things I, don't, I didn't like it at all. Actually, I found it pretty random. Um, but it, whatever. It I loved it. Right. Um, I love the West Coast lead synth that they had randomly in there. Um, question mark. Um, West Coast. When you say West Coast lead, what do you mean by that? Like, like the the that like the it sounded like a Dre synth, like a darker Dre synth. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, because I would say more if you're I wrote, it looks like someone should be singing Monster Mash lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> I like, like a really deep voice that had yeah, like, yeah, was yeah. singing like Halloween shit. Um, and then, yeah, that's basically all I had for that. Uh, since, what's the next one? Synthia? I can't say it. Synth, Synthia. Yeah, that's what it's like. <laughs> I guess that's right. Um, I said it sounded like Synthesia. modern. Synthesia. Synthesia. I, I said don't it know, sounded Cynthia. like modern production hybrid theory, which was Linkin Park's first album. Uh, I said I have the same feelings about this song as I did for Livid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, I love the bit crushed vocally bass tone. I was a big fan of that. Um, I love the reverb lead stabs, and I was a big fan of the yelling sample. Could imagine vocals on it too. That's what I wrote. There was, there was anywhere. No, no. Uh, eight ascension. This, this is the final. This was the last Feet one. Feet Kotek. That was the other person on the track. Yeah. Okay. What do you think of this? Love the opening. Chuggy metal riff. See, this yeah. was the chuggy metal one. Cool uh, thing. Mad Max ish. Yes. <laughs> totally. Um, Could have been an in that. Yeah. It started to have a, a. Oh, I sit here. At the end of this. <clears throat> at the end of this album no 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 don't go there yet okay. talk about the song here wait the, well this is part of the song but okay. it hits hard at the drop very nicely mixed as well the drop it like normally when drops hit sometimes it's a little too muddled this was again mixed really nicely um, I loved the middle melodic thingy like the kind of quaint breakdown in the middle of it uh, and then it finishes up very nicely and it's a nice wrap up to the album I felt yeah totally uh, I wrote it was this was my personal favorite. Um, I wrote uh, Chuggy Metal Riff at the start. Uh, very typical le- Res lead synth. Like I wrote Bring the Evil. Because okay. again, it's just always evil. Um, Is that a hashtag? I wrote Choppy as Hell Drop. I thought it was super choppy. Like it felt <laughs> so sampled. Um, <laughs> Which is hilarious because I thought it was mixed nicely. Yeah, I know. I love how chaotic it felt. I, wrote, yeah. I love the chaotic nature and crazy energy. Um, I'm, pre- I'm doing a prediction. Uh, Hammer what? Bros prediction. Um, Rez's future mainstream pop sound is going to sound like at two minutes. That flume-like break yeah, you're middle, talking about, yep. that is what her mainstream yep. pop sound is going to end up sounding yep. like. I'm calling it now because uh, it, it was my shining moment of the whole album. Yeah, that two-minute mi- two break was like flume, but of her own version. I was like, this is but it. you should never, I just want to say though, it should never be like her own version of flume. It shouldn't be that. It should just be your own 
No, right. I'm just saying that because that's how I'm interpreting it. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, I, I'm trying to give the you're, listener you're a perspective. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to give them a perspective on what it is. Cause Flume should give us money because we pump them up so yeah, much. Yeah, we love Flume. Um, so, yeah, what do you give it? I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. I didn't, I didn't give my final, what I wrote of this album. Oh. At the end of this album. Sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <clears throat> I am starting to have a growing hatred for plucky synths. <laughs> <laughs> the... That was the self note that I have here. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> That's it. Wow. Starting to have a growing hatred for plucky synths. <laughs> I do not know why there was a plucky synth on literally every track, and it was so high, and just, I just, if it if it was out of all the tracks, it would have been great. Um, I don't like the plucky. I've been thing. writing a lot of plucky stuff lately. I feel like you're not gonna like. Uh, yeah, so I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. I wasn't as much of a not fan of the plucky synth. <laughs> oh. um, I thought there was genre-defining moments, to be honest, for me personally, listening to a lot of modern electronic. Uh, on the negative sides, I thought there was a lot of repetition, and I thought it could have used one or two vocal tracks. Yeah, but I think for a first album, it would be hard grabbing vocalists. Um, Right, I don't know what connection. She has a lot of stuff with Toronto people, though. She has a track oh, okay. with like Delaney Jane and local Toronto oh, singers okay. and stuff. Um, it, but, yeah. To me, it felt like an album trying to see what people like from it. Like it was a very, it wasn't like an album when a band puts out their, or, or a group or someone, a uh, singular person puts out an album and they go, this is our album. This felt like it was like, I'm dipping my toe into the water but I'm not going to fully go in until like other people say, oh, come on in, the water's good. It was kind of, it, it felt like it's looking for an answer from its viewers to see where album number two will be, and I think album number two will be the album that Yeah, we'll it's have. almost testing the waters. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, that's what I felt, so I can't really rate it. Fair, okay, fair enough. Um, okay, well, that's pretty much... Uh, yeah, now we do our classic... <laughs> Our single picks of the week. Ooh, okay, you go first this time. I went first last time. Okay, so uh, my choice for my track as I pull up my note on my phone is by the band Tops, capital T-O-P-S, and the song name is Petals, not Petal, Petals as in a rose petal. Petals. Yes, P-E-P-E-T-A-L-S. Petals. And they're from Montreal, Quebec. Uh, Justin and I listened to it before uh, this episode. And what did you feel about it? Uh, I said th- I like the thick, thuddy bass. Okay. Um, I said it had harmonies right off the top, which oh, I didn't yeah. expect. Um, Blondie esque. Mm-hmm. I wrote um, '80s vibes, and I wrote summer track. And oh, it's it's it. chill. If you want a chill song, it's really nice. Listen to this chill band tops. I, I really liked it. It was awesome. And exactly like that. Perfect tune for if you're just chilling out. I yeah. It. It's a good summer. Good. The uh, good. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just, you know, just good track in general. Good summer track. Okay. What's your um, single? I picked a local band from Hamilton. What do you expect? Based in Hamilton, Hamilton playlist, mm. you know, got to pick a, we'll pretend so many. We'll pretend I'm from Montreal. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, I picked gung ho catalyst. Uh, uh, I picked uh, Crust Wall is the track off their album Muramurisms. Muramisms? I don't know. I can't geez, say it right. Come on, sorry, guys. Artists, I'm sorry, stop guys. with all the weird names. Gung Ho Catalyst, Crust Wall. You can look up the rest. Um, I showed this to, to Nick just before we listened. What do you think? Uh, we listened to a lot of music before this. Is this yeah, the sorry. one with the green cover? No, that was the jazz one. This is the... No, the jazz one was the blue cover. Yeah, it was the blue cover. This one does have the green cover, yeah. The green cover, yeah. 
Uh, I remember, yes, I like this. Uh, it was like pretty proggy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it, this had the dueling guitars. The dueling I guitars like, and like, the drums and the intro. Yeah, it has, if you like plucky dueling guitars, it's very, I call that the indie sound. I really like it. Yeah, if you're fans of stuff like Polyphia, stuff is like that as well, like more on the more like Chon and metal side of stuff, you'll like it as it, well. It was, as, it was like a, it was like a very soft uh, Fool's uh, yes. song. Yeah, I feel that. Which Fool's is in like my top three bands. So yeah, cool. I dug this. Yeah, very good. It, yeah, Great job. Didn't even know. Do they have a full album? Or is yeah, this... well, you can actually check it out on the Hamlet playlist. Okay. Um, I, got a, I got a bunch of their songs featured, and it's actually number two on the list right now. Don't blame, don't blame the audience for it. Okay, <laughs> well, that's the Hammer Bros signing off. Peace. Peace.